Hi, I'm Marty Grizzani, and this is The Marty Grizzani Show. As a full-time real estate investor and business owner, I have a real fascination of finding the key principles for business success and personal development. This show is a reflection of my personal mission to find out what truly makes somebody successful in business and in life. We will find tools and tactics that they've used to reach those levels. If you're the type of person is not satisfied with average and you have a hunger for learning that will never cease, this show is for you. Welcome to the show. Been on the road like literally six, seven weeks. What about the biohacking? Yep. I want to hit that. The one thing I want to talk about because we just shared about how we build culture in our company is I had a question to a, a very successful billionaire who w- sold a bunch of companies to Berkshire Hathaway, was on the senior leadership team with Warren Buffett. And his, he, what he, his saying was he created forests, he didn't build or grow tall trees. He created a ton of great workers that provided great service and obviously was rewarded for selling those companies Absolutely. in a bunch of different spaces, automotive and everything else. So I was, I said, Hey man, I got this opportunity. I I asked a question. I said, I'm finding it hard where, how do I be a leader where I have love and compassion and empathy for the people that are around me at the same time, every day, it's a very competitive game. It's a very challenging market right now. We are, I'm pushing at all cylinders and how do I get the best out of every single person that worked for me? Because I have high standards for them and I believe in them. And I, but at times I, I don't have that connection and I don't make a lot of small talk and that's just, it's just very, it's a very intense environment when I, and we, and I have high standards. So there was a, a brief answer, but what I got out of it is he said that it really is about, I guess what I got out of the whole deal is that it was about him telling me, it's not about you. It's about seeing the potential in this person. And when you give the hard feedback, it's coaching. And like, I know the job. I know every job now that's in my company and giving them the the strength and the coaching and the just the direct conversation that you can do this. And this is the standards that we have. And I want you to be a better, I want you to add value. I want you to be a maximize your potential in this career. And I'm doing, I don't have to do this. I want to work with you at this stage. Yes. That's what it's all about. Yes. So I want to be able to help empower people and feed people and educate people. And a lot of it used to be in the past. I got to do my job. I got to do more and more. And I get that there's a place to just do my job. But at this role, I have to be a leader and I have to be a coach. And I'm coaching these people about being the best person they could be in their role. And that's a different role for me than I've ever played in my life. Well, coaching for us. We liked when people were hard on us. I did. Because we were hard on us and we, it got us juiced up. But for some people, they don't really respond well to the same way that we do. Right. Because we are, look, we're A players and we're, we want to be the best. So it was very easy for us to be hard coached. And that's what I've learned is that I wanted, I have to get better at being more a little nuanced and maybe meeting them to where they are instead of trying to have them meet me. Although at the same time, this is where I have to look at what you're doing because how, how do you set that up where it's like you expect certain things and if they don't want it, do I give them the time to maybe meet me where my expectations are? Or do I just say, this isn't for you? No, yeah, if they don't want it. So that's one thing that I did learn from him as well. And he brought up what I just talked about. He said, 
if they don't have the character, if they're not good people, obviously you don't want them around. Of course, and that's if, a given. Yeah, if they don't have the, I guess, the capacity to do the work or the interest or the drive, you got to get rid of them. Yeah. And then the chemistry is all around that. It's like, if they, if that was, he was using Chick-fil-A as the example that they have one of the highest rated employee retention and employee elevation platforms in all companies. And I've never ate Chick-fil-A, but I just see how people are addicted to it. And sure. it's such a good company in terms of profitability. So for us, I just think you gotta, you gotta cut it fast. You can't, there's no room for prima donnas, right? And if, as long as we know exactly what this role is, because the problem that I have and in my leadership journey, and this is something I think that you'll get something out of, the sooner you can get into what are the specific priorities in that person's org, in the org chart or in the accountability chart, you know, what I'm learning from traction. If you can outline the five key priorities for that person, and you continually communicate that to them, it makes their jobs so much easier. In our industry, we have to do so many different things and there's so much to get done. But if I'm clear on exactly where I'm going with the company, and then I know the different players and the different positions on the field in order for me to get to that goal, it's very clear in sports what the goal is. But in in business, you got to know there's a lot of shiny objects and we're at the real estate conference here. And then a lot of different people can make a lot of different money in a lot of different ways. But if we're very clear on that goal and we know we're committed to it, we're not jumping around and we know who we're going to have to hire in terms of the team and the process and what our standards are, then I think it makes it a lot clearer for that person because I have to take responsibility for real because I set them up for failure. They don't know what the most important priority is. You know? They can't guess that. They can't guess that. Yeah. And if, you, and if it's too complicated, complexity kills execution. They want answers. Yeah. And you, and that's the thing I've learned, and I'm sure this is that journey that we're all on, is if your employees, when they have a question, they need an answer. And that's management. That's leadership. It's, people want answers and they want a pathway. And I think what's for us, figuring that part out is where there's a little bit of a disconnect because we don't necessarily know where that next step is for us. We're kind of just, we have the, we know where it's a mile down the road, but right now we're just driving in a car where it's snowing. We just see a little bit in front of us. So it's kind of a tough to kind of put that into words to, hey guys, just fucking follow me. Yeah. Right? <laughs> just fucking believe in it. So you can get away with that for so long. Yeah. But once you build a little larger, I think that, that gets lost very quickly. And I think the, well, I mean, for me being more in the industry and being in it so long, I have a very clear picture of where I want to go and how do I need to get there. But the problem is how do you get all the different pieces in place as all the different, the market's changing, people's lives are changing, yeah. your, your financial resources change. For you, you just get one step, one step, one step. You yeah. just keep pushing on and forging. And then you develop a clearer vision. For me, it's how do I take all the pieces on the board and win the game? I know what the game is. I know where I want to be, but it's a very, it's a very challenging game with the ambitious goals that I have. So how do I position the pieces on the board to make sure it happens? It's at the end of the day, where I'm at right now, I'm, I'm 42 and it's 2023, 20, midway through the year. It's people, man. Like I'm telling you at this stage, it's not only me, it's more, it's not even only the employees, it's just the leadership and all the way down, hiring the right people, having the right scorecards, having clarity around the priorities, being able to manage the resources that I have. I'm not articulating it the best way, but I, this is where I'm at. And I know I'm attracting much better people now. 
I just, I know every time I'm doing something and if it's not something that's my unique ability, I'm teaching someone else to do it. Every, everybody, my, this, the, the operations manager, the investment manager, my accounting staff, every single person in construction, I am in the middle of it, but I'm not doing the job. I'm there guiding and coaching and leading and trying to solve problems to build the system and processes that will get the company where we need to go. And then I'm eliminating bullshit. Like I'm cutting off all the 80% of nonsense that I don't care if it works out or not. Let's focus on the essential. And those are those key things. So just if you forget anything, just do those things yeah, right, right there. Right. Those are going to move that like for my staff, like we were just talking about deals, just make the 50 dials. Yes. It's all going to work out. We'll figure it all out there. Send the five LOIs a week. Yep. Right. And then like you said, follow up. Follow up. follow up. Even if you sent it out, if you don't get a verbal confirmation, I got the LOI. Even if they say, fuck off, that's okay. Did you get it? People don't get the mail. People don't get their email. People don't get texts. No doubt. And you don't know. Nope. So you just confirm they got it. You can, because con you can control those things. That's right. And people really like when they can control something. That's it. That's, that's okay. it. That's yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. What's funny is that it's the inner conflicts, the little things in those moments of weakness where you go, oh, I just don't feel like making that call. <laughs> and then you rationalize it oh, and yeah. you move on to the next thing and no you doubt. push some paper around, you write a sticky note right. and you go eat lunch and you go you with your wife and kids. Yeah. And it's like, damn, you just didn't make that call. No. At the end of the day, did you do or did you do it or not do it? It's that. And it's so funny to pin people in the back of a wall and pin myself down. Absolutely. Because it's easy when you have a lot of things to do. You can just do a lot of things. Yeah. And busyness is not a supplement for effectiveness or progress. No doubt. Right. So it's, it, but it's funny because you can't, it takes meeting after meeting. And I'm like, man, I don't want to be an asshole here, but it's zeros and ones right now. That's why the money game is really nice because you either executed and got the money or you did it and you didn't. <laughs> yep. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's like, it. that's very clear. That's right. It. That's it. Right. Like, like engineers or pilots, like it's, there is no emotional, you either flew the flight and successfully didn't kill everybody. Or you did, you fuck, you messed it all up. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yep. So it's just like, it's getting nice scorecarding this and getting to that level of clarity. And I know I'm on the right path. There's going to be some bumps, a couple of tough projects, a lot of good projects, really exciting news in the, in the few months about our big partnership and things with some couple of big companies. So yeah, all these things are really coming together, but I know me as a leader, I just got to focus on right now. Forget all the nonsense. Forget the noise. Go, Bill, on to Cincinnati. <laughs> you know, look at the next task at hand. Focus on it and then achieve it and then go to the next thing. It takes super discipline, but when you can do it, it's not easy, but it is simple. It is simple. It is simple. It's just you have to be able to focus on that. Another good thing I heard at this conference was it's not that we're getting pulled in all these directions because right now the attention is the asset, right? Every single thing, and this is, Capitalism 101, I mean, it's just like all the different marketing, social media messaging, it's just pulling you away, but it's not really pulling you. What you're doing is you're pointing towards it. You're guiding yourself and you're the one choosing to look at it. No doubt, right? No one's pulling you to do nope. anything. Nope. Everyone's complaining, oh, TikTok's so bad, Facebook's bad. No, nothing's bad. You're looking at it. Right. Right? So right. it's, but what it is, you create, and I create, and anyone creates the environment internally where we're so worked up that we want that nice little dopamine push. No doubt. Right? And you just want pleasure right away. But if you don't do whatever it takes for you to be grounded or for me to be grounded and for me to stay on my path, then all the noise eliminates. I love that. I love waking up, having my coffee, doing my walk, doing exercises, writing in this book, because it's just me in the book. 
And I know this is me and my goals and my focus and I don't need any screens. I don't need any people. And I get more thoughts processed and like articulated and clarified, just good old pen to paper than I do with any other thing with all the different tools coming at me. Right. Right. It becomes so clear when you do it at the most purest form of just pen to paper. So clear. So clear. Just like I wrote in my book there with Bruce Lee, man, it's like, it really comes down mastery or whatever you said. It was like, it's eliminating everything down to the essential. Like it's where you can just strip away everything. And then there's just that perfect amount of what's left. It's just, that is all that you need. Nothing more, nothing less. I love that. I was just reading 80s, 80 or, well, to cut this, but 80% is better than the 20% or the 80 times, or 10 times is better than 20 times. I'm fucking it up. <laughs> but they asked the creator of Michelangelo, hey, how did you create Michelangelo? He goes, I just took everything away that wasn't. That's it. That was it. That's it. And I just lost it. It's beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah. That's where the art is. All right. So here we go. Biohacking. I love it. I'm excited about it. I, it's my other passion. And what I really want to do, Marty, and if I do this, you got to come out to Vegas. I got to get the wife, kid, everybody, and a lot of these other groups that we're a part of. I want to open a little biohacking studio next to my office. So, so bad. So I, I've been doing this for years now, and I want to start buying the equipment. I can get a cheap lease. I really want to find a decent operating partner who can help manage the facility. But really what it's all about is efficient training. It's not only recovery. It's not only beauty. It's not beauty treatments and things. It's just efficient maximization of training and strength training and then immediate recovery. So I'm addicted I love to this ARX fit machine. It's a AI weightlifting machine. It's wow. like, like a Nautilus machine on steroids. It maximizes full failure. It puts your body to full failure on a muscle movement. Six to eight reps, 90 seconds, one set. Wow. To absolute failure. I've done it a few times. I freaking chipped my tooth when I was doing it in Florida again. I was, you would get a mouthpiece for guys oh like us. Yeah, I'm serious. Not jobs yeah, like us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, so what it is say, and any pressing movement, you're pressing to your absolute capacity, you push with intensity, and then it's measuring that amount of force, giving you the right amount of resistance so that you can still have movement. And then it's giving you another 20, 30, 40% load on the way down. So that way you're getting the decompression or the deceleration to absolute failure for hypertrophy, for growth. Wow. Right? Because that's what really gives you to grow. And I'm not trying to get big, but I don't have time. I don't want to lift. I don't want to go in. And I don't even think you need to. If you have a tool like this, because you can't adjust six weight. You can't change the weight while you're lifting. Right. And with all the different movements, I can get injured a lot of times Absolutely. going heavy, heavy. Absolutely. So so I'm going to be doing it. I'm buying these, one of these machines, 50 grand. You got to come. I'm in. You do it. We'll just three sets. Let's do it. 90 seconds. Press. We'll pull. video it. Yep. Just do bench. We'll do a row and we'll do a press, a leg press. We fried for four days, dude. <laughs> I'm serious. I believe, I believe it. I, if, yeah. you're, if you're this amped up about it, I know it's got to be unbelievable. Yeah. 15 minutes. Total body failure. True muscle failure. Think about the time of driving to the gym, going to the gym, doing the... It's got, for an effective workout, I need 45 minutes. At least. Then to drive back. If you can get in, how much time you're saving. Oh, God, I love hearing this. Yeah. And then right away, what I want to do is bring people to a hit protocol. There's this, there's a power plate. They make this like vibrating plate. Well, they make a bike. Well, I did three sprints on this bike where you do 30 to seconds to a minute, 30, 45 to, or a minute with two minute rest, three sprints, 
my legs were so swollen and because you're stabilizing and sprinting for that time period. My heart rate was through the roof, immediately jumped off, went on the power plate, vibrated my legs up, it stretched a little bit, jumped into the, went into the compression therapy, went over into hot and cold plunges. Mm. I want the hot and cold plunge right away, Gotta the sauna it. and the cold plunge. Actually, I should do the cold plunge before first. And then, and then I do red light therapy. Wow. And I got the bed. I got the real nice bed. I already bought it. Oh, yeah, yeah, baby. So it's like the top of the line, big one. So I, for me, it's break down the muscle, completely annihilate it. You get testosterone, cortisone. You got your HGH. It's all this natural release because you did maximum load in the shortest period of time. Yep. And you didn't bust up your joints. And then you go, boom, right into recovery. You find the high is amazing, dude. Because now you just annihilated your muscles. You got all these good chemicals flowing through you. But now you've got to bounce into recovery. This is what people overtrain. You know, there's no reason to do more volume, more volume. Don't sleep good. Don't eat that well. And then work out again two days later at max capacity, the same muscle. I'm living that entire thing you're doing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. No, yeah. our body is telling us, no, you max effort. Now give me, the, give me what I need. Circulation recovery, or you want to get out all the lactic acid. So yeah, I really want us to, I, I want to do this and it's another thing, but I'm passionate. So I think I'm going to do it. Yeah, you should. I mean, if it gives you energy, you're only going to be better and give better to everything else you're doing. Yeah. I think it'll build a good community too, man. Like anyone listening to this, come out to Vegas, 4,007 Dean Martin Drive, right next to us. And this is right across from Caesars. So I, I would love more people to come to the community. I think it, there's people that understand that you don't have to do things the old way, right? The same way to 1970s bodybuilding, right? Or distance running, and you just beat yourself, which absolutely around. obliterates everything yes. in your body, right? Hormones and joints. Yep. For me, I mean, I don't know, other people love it, but not me. So I think there's a better way. Well, this is like the longevity of we want to keep doing this forever. Yes. Right. So you have to get smarter at it. And this is, I'm really excited to hear about this because. This is exactly what I needed to hear. It is. And I'm excited because my mother can do it. It's not a movement that takes training or it takes some type of special practice over years. And then going into recovery, it gives immediately gives your body more clarity. It gives you more resilience. It gives you, and then every other thing, your skin's better, circulation, mobility's better. This stuff works, man. Well, what's really impressive about you in hearing this is that you're doing two things. You solve problems with people for contractors who need to space or people who need space and put stuff into a storage. And you're also solving a problem that I think is probably even the biggest problem is how do people get an effective workout that can do it at all ages and they could do it forever? Yes. And if you can do that, I think this is the most important problem that you can solve. And that's, I think, incredible. I know, man. It's <laughs> get myself in another project, but <laughs> I really, I, there's something about it. I'm, uh, yeah. yeah. So you're too I'm, juiced not to do it. I'm doing it. Let's do it. The trends that I see and what I'm excited about with this group is this group has always been pretty contrarian. They're really into retail. They're a lot of people have adapted and they're into small bay industrial. Yep. And they're in all types of commercial asset classes. And Scott's a great teacher. What I see is that this group really focuses on doing the things that the industry doesn't do. Yeah. So in the beginning, when I learned a lot of this stuff, I'll pay your price if you give it my terms. Sure. Right. So seller financing terms, seller leasebacks, seller seconds seller reinvesting in properties, all types of creative structures that I was able to do throughout my career. And, and at the time, you know, people were like, you can't do that. And I did it tons of times. And I'm, I think right now, I think I love the guerrilla grassroots leasing campaigns where 
the old guard of the leasing model with commercial brokers where you sign a leasing agreement, we'll sit back, put it on LoopNet or Crexy or whatever the website, MLS. If I get a call, if I choose to pick it up, okay, then I'll decide it on my time. I'm not really too concerned about it. When I get around to it, I'll show the space. I don't really want to do any outside marketing because it costs money. And then I'll, if I feel like that person could be a good tenant, I'll let you know about it. And then I'll maybe get around to getting a lease or having you go get a lease from your attorney. And then we'll go sign it. And maybe I'll underwrite the tenant and look really closely at his financials and if they have a valid business. Like that, that's kind of the way, dude. That is the way. And it's really, I don't want to piss brokers off, but it's fat and lazy on some of this stuff, especially retail and industrial. Well, and especially in this market, right? Where you can't just sit by the phone and take orders, right? That's gone. Yeah. You need to be the one that's on the phone getting after it, knocking on doors, canvassing old school, like really being the one that, hey, we got to get this done. And I'm really loving what you're talking about because I think this is a separator for people who want to take control over their own destiny where it's like, I'm not going to depend on this person to do this thing. They need to actually go after it and follow this plan. I think it's it's very interesting. It is. And this is the whole thing, like finding your edge right? Getting your edge in a game where the old guard controls a lot of the industry, but they're not willing to work with some of the non-credited tenants, right? some of the smaller spaces where there's not big commissions, yep. and they don't want to deal with a short-term lease. They're not going to get a big commission out right. of it. So we don't care. Like today I was bringing up like companies like Saltbox, like Ready Spaces, they're breaking up big warehouses and dividing them into small spaces because there is a need for it for contractors and e-commerce. Yep. And for us, it's just the tip of the iceberg where I love self-storage. And of course, I love manufactured housing. But I think that there's also this space where if I can get this entire and you can get this model down, especially with your new warehouse that you're buying, you can break it up. You can get good AdWords spent. So you get out there and exposure where small businesses find you. You have good social media, Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, and any other of the localized things. And then, and then people fill out a simple whatever it is, application or submit for information, get them in a CRM, stay on top of them, just like we're prospecting on the follow-up, market to them when their business is there at the right time, and then start filling people up at 10, 12, 15, 18, $20 rents. And the missing part that a lot of people don't want to do, it's the work, right? <laughs> that's so right. There, there's the work in there. That's right. But that's the edge. If you're willing to do that work that a lot of people aren't willing to do, you're waiting for someone to call you about a space or you're waiting for that. No, you have to be willing to do the work and you have to be thinking differently. That's right. You have to know that this is how people do their research now. They go online, they're gonna Google, they're gonna go whatever the number one is. They're going to read the reviews. And if you're not there, then don't even bother. No, and cut out the middleman. Cut out the middleman. Because they're not calling a realtor. No doubt. They're intimidated anyway. Absolutely. The lady that's starting her nail salon, the guy that's starting up his paint company, he's not calling Marcus and Millichap or <laughs> you know, any of those guys. And they're not going to give him the time of day. No. And the, they don't have that. Again, I just believe that this is absolutely the best way of getting that tenant. And who, who better than to talk to the, the person who's in charge of that building and someone who really cares? You that, need that. That's right. That's right. And that's the problem that we're solving because that's the beauty of America, man. It's like entrepreneurs are the backbone of this country. No doubt. And they should be rewarded. I wish more municipalities supported that. And some do, but a lot of them make it very difficult to do business. At the same time, we just help people get start their hustle, man. Whatever it is, if they've already done it out of their house, they're scaling it up. They got vans. They got more employees. They got more inventory. They got more products that they got to hold there, right? 
They got more materials where they got to go do their service. Like I love what we do. We give this platform for people to be able to scale their business and to take control of their own destiny. If my dad was a small business owner, I, my grandfather, me, like I'm passionate about that. I think everyone should own their own business, control their own destiny. Absolutely. It's like the American way. Like that's, that is it for me. It's coming back. Yeah, it is. I believe it's coming back. It is. And young people don't want to, they don't want to sit and work a nine to five. They won't. They don't. Well, why do you think all the office space is sitting here empty? That's it. People are hustling. They got second jobs. They got different hustles. They got different ideas. They want to get out and make something different. They want to do something different. They don't want to do what their parents did. That's it. That's it, man. And they, God bless them, they should. So with this is you turning this warehouse around, me building all this small base space. Uh, anyway, for me, this is the five and 10 year plan. I mean, I'm executing on my other stuff and storage and getting to my milestone in three years of selling the whole portfolio. But I think that for, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share with you and the audience how this progression works. So we have this turnkey box where if you want a gym, if you want a 1,500 to 2,000 square foot gym, if you want a 2,000 square foot HVAC office, if you want to be a house flipper and you just have materials that have to sit in there. Absolutely. If you're an e-commerce guy and you're selling a ton of shoes and apparel, and I just said in my Uber guy the other day, didn't like drop shipping from Amazon. They take too much and they don't do good quality service. Interesting. So it's like, there's so much opportunity. Or if you're just a retired guy, that wants to work on his cars or have a gym in his own space and have hang out with his dudes. There. Yep. That's it. Have a keg, yep. right? Chill out. Yep. That he, do that too. What a market, right? What a market because those guys are everywhere. For fifteen hundred bucks to two thousand bucks a month, and they're looking for that. All in, all in. Yeah, like Woo. it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Well, all right, man. We're done. Thank you for tuning into the Marty Grizzani Show. If you're listening on Apple Podcast, leave us an honest rating and review. If you're on Spotify, make sure you follow us for weekly episodes.